Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live, the late, late, late show of the Voice First community. I am, as always, your host, Nick. Actually, I might be evil Nick. Have you ever seen yeah. the old classic Star Trek episode? I've never seen that. Evil Spock was the Spock <laughs> with the goatee. That's right. So, That's you can tell. With that being said, I am joined tonight by AJ in Idaho, Julia in California, and Emily in Maryland. So, how was everybody's week? Yes, this is the it was good. Just... It was uh, busy, but <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was busy. And, yeah, I know. I you know, the guy that just retired. Well, I, you know, hey, I'm trying to relax here. No, I had absolutely <laughs> no time to relax. Monday, I was back. I was back working, working for somebody. So I was, you had I was zero working. days a gap between being retired and working. Literally zero days. Now, I'm fact, sure it, you're in fact, it, ramped, it ramped up. I okay. partied a little bit and then it ramped up. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of funny though. We, we had a stand up today and speaking of what Emily said about her running around, she, I, she had like her cell phone in her hand. She was, or her laptop. She was literally running around like, this uh, her apartment, uh, a complex something. I don't know if she's trying to find a Wi-Fi signal. She was running down the steps. It was wild, man. I mean, like she, I, I asked her. I'm like, are you okay? Like, you know, like you look exhausted. She's like, I've been doing a lot. I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, my dog had just also gotten back from a walk, so he was like all over the place too. So I had to manage him. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, Julia, how, how was your week? It's been good. Yeah, I'm excited for the long weekend. I'm sure all of you are also, especially you, Nick, if you didn't have kids zero days off, I'm sure this yeah. weekend will be even better for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got a little bit of a drive ahead of us. We're going to go back to Pennsylvania, see some family. That'll be our last chance to you can uh, see, some see that before we move. Some cicada? Yeah, I'm going to eat oh, a couple. Yeah, I eat a couple yeah. on the ground. Put I actually haven't heard any in, because uh, I live in downtown Baltimore, so we're in the city. But I, I know people that have heard it, and the sound is insane. <laughs> Isn't the sound they use in movies? Like when they're trying it's to show that it's hot outside, Probably. so that chittering mm -hmm. noise? Yeah. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. So, AJ, how are you? Yeah. How was good. your week? Doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, this is what it looked like uh, here yesterday. No snow. No snow. And that's what, all, that's what Jeff Bezos is going to be looking at uh, come July 10th, because he'll be there. That's the Sun Valley Lodge. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Be hanging out. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, it's beautiful. So do we get any voice first news? Um, I have something. There was an article on uh, voicebot.ai about uh, Mozilla Common Voice getting $3.4 million to teach uh, voice assistants how to speak Kiswahili. Um, so for people that might not know what Mozilla Common Voice is, it's a crowdsourcing project created by Mozilla to help make voice accessible to everyone. So pretty much people record their voices and it goes into a database for speech recognition software. Um, but from conversations that I've been a part of, language is probably one of the most common issues that has been brought up in terms of what can be and needs to be better for voice assistants. And what's really interesting is um, that this is the first African language that's being added to the databases. So mm -hmm. I think this is a first great step to making voice assistance more accessible to everyone. Now that's cool. That's definitely cool. Yeah. I just uh, imagine that it's going to improve uh, because there's more diversity in the pronunciation. There's different phonemes that we don't use in Latin languages. 
Right. Mm -hmm. True that. True that. Yeah. Um, so, AJ, do you got any voice first news? Uh, let's see. Um, well, I did decide to set up my devices to have voice profiles. So oh. I'm going to explore with that. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because I, I wonder, like our guest tonight, we're going to be talking about um, customization. We're going to be talking about her view of what what needs to be done to uh, bridge the gap between uh, purchases that have been going on online for a ton of years and what's the holdup with making those purchases via voice. And so I thought, you know what, it's time to activate that voice profile so that I can start to experience the device knowing who's speaking. Because I think that once, maybe once that, that might actually relate to it. So that, that was my voice first. I don't have anything to report yet, but coming up soon. Cool. All right. Awesome. Julia? Yeah. Um, I was reading about this really interesting article by, there's a product now called Veritone by Marvel AI, where they're creating synthetic speech using celebrity voices. And I know that a few yeah. weeks ago, Emily, you like brought up that one case where someone was mad that they used their voice, like a voice actor on a clubhouse. And so yeah. I was just thinking about how now there's this going to be this whole new situation that could happen where we we're, we're already familiar with deep fake you know photos but now there's going to be maybe like deep fake voices coming from this and the, all the all these messy things could also happen but it also is a pretty cool tool i mean get to say things in a celebrity voice that they've never said before could be interesting yeah see that's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting because um uh, the deep fake videos that they bring out are pretty convincing mm -hmm. and you really have to like, yeah. look, you have to, you know what I mean? You really have to pay attention in order to pick up on the subtleties and I like it, but I don't like it. I mean, I, I would love the fact mm -hmm. for, I would love for, and let me go ahead and put her on mute. I would love for her to be a little bit more human, but um, again, I don't know what that trade off is going to be. I mean, do I trade, you know, she gets to be a little bit more human. And then on the other side, somebody steals my voice and uses it to, you know, say a bunch of racial slurs. You don't know, right? There's that, right. there's that given that. Well, yeah, that's, that's a big clue to try not to be over, overly over reactionistic. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, my, there, there is a two minute papers on Google or YouTube. Uh, you can look up, it's like voice cloning in five seconds. And there is an open source project that allowed me to download some computer code. And from an old eight or nine year voicemail recording uh -huh. of a friend who passed away, I was able to connect and, and hear his voice again. Wow. It was a special experience. My thought was, well, I, you know, humans are going to probably have a little bit of time but to, to get used to it. But you might after a while might want to start doing that, you know, just like for maybe family members or something like that. Who knows? The future is pretty wide open in that way. I think I it'll find it myself. I think, I think it always, it always goes back to the old adage, right? You're going to have people out there that are going to use it for good. And you're going to have people out there that are going to use it for bad. And yeah, but it, I think it's enough that if you have a family member or whatnot, that is about to pass away because they have a terminal illness, the option of being able to sample their voice just so you can mm. hear it later. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I think it's just a freedom. It's a, it's ability to choose that. I think that's worth having. I remember watching this. 
it was like one of those like crime scene shows, right? My wife gets into all that stuff. On CSI? Discovery. No, Discovery ID, like, you know, oh, like yeah. crazy stuff, right? Fear thy neighbor and all this other bullshit. So there was one episode where something happened and the mother was killed. And the guy had, the son had said that, or the daughter said that they pay for the cell phone every month just so they can call her every so often to hear her voice on the voice. That's right. Yeah. And I think to myself like, Oh my God, but you're right, AJ, if there was a way for us to, you know, harness that into, and to have, uh, have things like that made, I think it'd be, I think that's the positive of it. Oh, sure. The non malicious Mm -hmm. of it. Yes. You know, it's something like that or having like, think about it a hundred, 115 years from now, you know, Oh, you want to hear what grandpa Nick sounded like, here you go. Here's a sampling of his voice. Like that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. And then plus we could do things like, you know, if if you're a grandparent, you can always just say to all my future generations, I just wanted to know a little bit, something about me. And then the the device, they could just say, you know, great grandkids can be like, Hey, you want to meet, um, you know, great grandpa, Nick. So, mm-hmm. you know, like Alexa, mm-hmm. uh, get great grandpa Nick and it's pre it would be pre-recorded, but you could fuse it together and it could be an organic experience It'd be private. It sounds like one hell of a blueprint. Right. And you could even have like recipes read in their voices of yeah. maybe they had yeah. an old Grand- family recipe. Grandma's that- <laughs> peanut butter uh, cookies. Like, okay, right. Ahead, <laughs> you know, you guys know butter. that, um, it happens a lot that spouses, sometimes spouses that are very, very heavily bonded when one passes away, another one passes away very, very quickly. Oh yeah. Afterwards. I mean, if, if something could, you know, just be able to, yeah, like Emily said, like hear a recipe in their husband's voice, that could be a a coping mechanism, a a good coping tool. So, uh, Emerson, Oh, yeah. That was, I had to read for a second. He said, there's a fascinating experiment they did in Korea uh, reuniting a woman with her child who passed away via VR slash AR. I think it wasn't a psychological net positive, but I'd cer- certainly jump at that chance, too. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's kind of dicey for me. I mean, especially like uh, you're you're trudging up some stuff if you lose yeah. a kid and you try to do something like that. Oof. Well, if you try to render yeah. them in your room. Yeah. That's what the AR part would be. That Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you have to all that. figure out yeah. where to draw the line for yourself and yeah. <laughs> where definitely. Yeah. definitely. Let me start with the pet. But thank you for the comment, Emerson. We appreciate it. Yeah, Emerson, what's up? So uh, I have something to share. Uh, VoiceCon.live. Yes, uh, voice if, yes, if you have not heard about it or checked it out, please go ahead and check it out. It's going to be 28 continuous hours on Clubhouse. So uh, we are definitely stoked about this one, and we will be uh, uh, hanging out and listening in. So you'll have a chance to chit-chat with us, and you'll have a chance to uh, to um, experience it yourself. Just sign yeah, up see for some Clubhouse. of those magical energy balls. They actually came out of the mouth. So that's to represent the voice, but this is just like highlighting the brain right there. Some well, of them are going into the ears. So similar effect. And, yeah, it's a similar effect. You have to and use you, your imagination. You know what I think is just great about all of this is that we're living in such of an exciting time where the have-nots are getting to. Everybody who owns an Android device can now be on Clubhouse as well. <laughs> so the, everybody I mean, with AJ, Android device is a have-not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's great, man. I'm <laughs> so you. happy that you're I'm in the club right too. now. I love Thank it. you, bro. I appreciate the support. That smile on your face, geez, man. 
<laughs> Nothing. <laughs> a little late to the party. But this, this is going to be great. I can tell. I We've been using too. our uh, voices to learn, laugh, and love. It mm-hmm. sounds like something Ian would write. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Ian, what's up? But yeah, it's going to be good. 28 hours, 50 plus speakers, 50 plus NFTs, one AR party. Uh, I'm only going to the AR party if I could do the robot. <laughs> Everyone wants to see that. But besides that, no, I think it's going to be good. And uh, oh, look at that. Hello, sailors. Look, we're on the page right there. Oh, a yeah. little, little partner action going on. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but anyhow, yes, it is going on the 29th and 30th of July. So if you have your cell phone handy, tune on in, and uh, maybe you might have a chance to talk with some of the uh, leading people in the voice industry. Absolutely. So with that being said, is everybody pretty excited about our uh, guest tonight? Symphony Holcomb from the Portland, Oregon area. So I am totally excited to bring Cynthia on. Femalebrain.ai. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Cynthia, how's it going? Good. Nice to be here tonight, you guys. Yes. And thank you for joining us. Let me go ahead and put us back into bigger squares. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have my first career was in the apparel industry. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of apparel companies. They came, became very big. I then took went to Nordstrom for 10 years and transitioned all these private label um, programs into Nordstrom private brands. And oh, that's awesome. then I got the technology bug and realized, hey, what I'm doing in real world, making all these decisions with product lines, some of them were $200 million a year in products. So, you know, you've got a lot on the line. Hey, you know what? I can develop some software around this. So that started me on my path and really it was it was not so much the software but understanding functionally how people make the decision to purchase and what i would do in my job was i would work with my teams and put design the product and that's just not color and fiber but it's shape and fit and to attract the intended customers so therefore we'd have great sell-through and Mm -hmm. i get a bonus and 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 what I would see women, I, part of my role was between my own lines and at Nordstrom is I'd see women and men, but predominantly women, because if you've been in a retail store, you know, the men's section is very small and the women <laughs> all over. Yep. And there's a reason for that. And we might talk about that later, that men and women shop differently, which is very controversial to some. But anyway, I realized that when Fit is subjective to the individual. So I would see women trying on $200 jackets and not being able to button them, but they liked it because if they went to another size, it wouldn't, even though maybe it was better for their measurements, it wouldn't be how they like things to fit, mm-hmm. look and feel. And while we're talking about that, I noticed y'all wearing clothes tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, a sta- it's a human staple. Nick's wearing a special piece of clothing. That's the same shirt he's been wearing the entire year. So, AJ, (laughs) do you like, do you feel comfortable in what you're wearing tonight? Not particularly. These are are way too short for my arms. Oh, okay. And how does it feel besides being too short? Does it feel? It's it's hot. It's hot. (laughs) But I only have this shirt underneath it, so I'm not comfortable. The (laughs) V-neck. AJ, do you have anything hanging in your closet you haven't worn forever because you don't like it? 
I have a few things hanging for when I do my art gallery opening. Okay. Like future, but I don't have anything hanging that I haven't worn because I don't like it. Okay. So let's talk to a woman. So we all buy clothes based on fit, look, and feel, and it's subjective. So if I said, mm -hmm. I like my things loose, you'd say, oh, what does that mean? My, you're the, whoever receives what loose means that there's, so there's this, not only a subjective component, but there's an emotional component, whether you're, when you buy something that people buy based on human emotion and individual sensory preferences. And that's why you buy something and keep it. Right now, there's nothing like that in voice shopping. We've had, we started online shopping with Amazon with apparel went in in 94 and then in 97 or ish, we had mobile shopping, but where's voice? What happened to it? And here's the deal. 55% of homes are gonna have smart speakers with these virtual assistants, but there's no intelligence intelligence to the virtual assistants. I mean, it's command, it's rote, it's what's the weather. So I, I believe all of us in voice have the opportunity to pioneer to the next step to intelligence platforms that actually are designed by and built by subject matter experts who have expertise in the field to be able yeah. to enable someone to go on amazon.com. Today I just did, because I knew we were gonna talk tonight I did a search incognito and I looked for green hoodies men. I got 9,000 results. Oh, so then nice. I went onto Amazon and logged in as myself and I got 3,000 results. Okay, so why has is online shopping have 3% conversion? You know, 97% of people don't buy and up to 50% return, which is a huge environmental nightmare yeah. is because there's it's there's too much product but so why can't a voice assistant be able to talk to someone and say i say hey alexa or siri i need a black dress well amazon knows everything i've bought they know everything about me but they haven't been able to put the pieces together so alexa can say sure cynthia here, here's 10 dresses you know, if it's on an echo screen or just say, mm -hmm. well, here are the dresses we know you like, and they send them. That should be, it should be seamless. It's just a conversation. Well, I can tell you that, that Nordstrom already did that. The Nordstrom brand, at least for me and the people I grew up with, that the idea, if you, if you wanted a certain type of clothing or quality, then you needed to take yourself to Nordstrom. So like just being in the space was a filtration for, a type so you knew where you were going well when you shop physically yeah yes, you know physically it, yeah that's what yeah, i meant back you in those can old sort days. through things but digitally that it's doesn't exist and so yeah. you know through covid you know online sales have they're going to be 30 or 40 50 percent i mean they're exploding people are used to it now but mm -hmm. the returns are also very high so that's a physical world problem that's now morphed into a very digital world problem for retailers with those return rates and then the environmental effects. You know, a couple of years ago, CNN did a report. Uh, Amazon and some others were burning product in, in, in France. You know, there's only so much landfill to go around because we've had so many years of fast fashion. So there's there's an opportunity for voice. It's so simple to say, you know, Siri, I you know, order me those shorts again. And don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> the one of the things I want to say is, 
Don't, would say, you it. All, Don't say it to Surrey. <laughs> would you all agree that buying groceries is different than buying clothes that you physically oh, yeah. wear on your body? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Without a doubt. Okay. So it's not even just clothes, but it's those other things like, have you guys bought a car lately? Like you go through the lot, you've got some ideas in your mind, yeah. and then you get in something, mm, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden you get in the car, the smell is there, the feel is there. The look is there. You can see yourself driving down the highway and you know, what do you know? It's it, right? Mm -hmm. People shop for homes. They look at all these homes, they go in and then they feel, this feels like home. So all of that is based on our memories growing up, what our families, what we wore to school. All of those things give us, each of us our unique individual sensory preferences, which is how we make a decision to purchase a product without thinking about it, thinking fast, thinking slow, Dr. Daniel Kahneman, we, 95% of what we do is automated. Otherwise, if you got in your car, you'd have to think about everything. Have you ever got in your car and figured and started driving to work, but it was Saturday and you were going someplace else, but you were just on an autopilot? Well, it's the same thing. So that's kind of the background. And this is this has not been solved. And it, really what it comes down to is intelligence-based systems, but, designed by subject matter experts that use fuzzy logic. It's, so it's a platform and the intelligence has already been imbued. So uh, an interface can help make a decision based on on the one side, what the per person has purchased and who they are, which there's tons of information about individual shoppers throughout all of the internet and digital. But there's also, you take the product and you create a sensory profile of the product. So there, that allows an intelligent assistant to make a match between awesome. the 3000 hoodies to find just the one with the right shape and fit and fiber content, length and the way that you like to wear your clothes. What's the sensory profile data? Sensory profile is taken from the product attributes. So a product, if you look at a product description, it tells you the brand, where it was made, the fiber content, the center back length, all sorts of different details. All of those, when you've been in apparel for many years, creates a sensory profile product. And so, so that in terms of apparel, it also will work for other products too. Do where do you, what do you think the disconnect is um, for people, I guess, adopting this? I don't even think it's a matter of adopting. I think the things I just expressed to you, mm -hmm. many people will go, what is she saying? I don't get it. And that's, yeah, that's, and not, see, a, that's not a slam. It's because it's, 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 this is, when you buy something, it's an emotional decision based on your sensory preferences dating back to birth almost. Have you ever seen, I'm just gonna say, babies, they prefer certain bottles or certain toys. It yeah. starts young. But not only that, but, at Nordstrom in particular, because that was the high-end place for me growing up. If mm -hmm. I was going to go to a prom or something, I would go to Nordstrom to pick out my clothes. Mm -hmm. But I, we all knew that there were people that were behind the scenes because you just knew that. You just knew that. You'd go into a store. You knew there was people that were buying stuff and picking it out. And that's, you You know, there were people that were deciding that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, so when you, she said, when Emily was talking about the disconnect and you're saying, I don't know if it's so much of a disconnect, you're, I think. Am I just correct me if I'm wrong? Like you're saying that it just hasn't been these tried and true methods that make things work have not fully been implemented in in in, in voice yet. And they should be. The, yes, but it, there's there's a, a gap in terms of 
um, people who are developing the technology and the people who have the, the subject matter expertise. So I think we've come okay. now with AI enabled projects, mm -hmm. which I've been working on. We've come to a point now where data science isn't going to solve it all because you have to have some expertise to be able to That's really great. create yeah. an intelligent platform. I can and, agree on so many subjects about what you're saying right there. You can't, data science cannot solve all your problems. You still have to have experts. Well, and the other piece of that, which about going into that, is that, you know, data in, you know, the biases that are embedded in things and, and who, what are the outcomes? What is fair? Who decides what's fair? There's so many things which has nothing to do with clothes, but it's where it's where subject matter expertise has a home in this. And so that's what I'm really excited about, that many companies are looking and seeing this, that, that we can cross this chasm into away from segmentation and mm -hmm. in, in, when shopping online is segmentation or collaborative filtering. If you like this, you'll like that because other people did. That has, when you're wearing yeah. something on your body or driving it physically in it, that's the most intimate, uh, arrangement you could ever have with something yep. that you buy, you know? That's and so, right. so voice to me, I, you know, this has been for a couple of years and, uh, and I've been working with people and talking. Some people don't, you know, it's, 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 we need people that really trying to think, do we really want to go to the next level? Because if we do, we have to bring in intelligence and that intelligence comes from people who are subject matter experts working alongside the data scientists and the technologists, because right now what we do is we have all these patterns and we solve for something that already has been predetermined that this is supposed to be right, because that's how someone knows. Which, which is, that is the op literally the opposite of individuality right there. So if you, if you just use data science and then throw somebody a recommendation because it's statistically correlated to be closely matched to them, that is literally the opposite of being an original. That's almost like being Borg assimilated. Oh, I, they just I love it. The Borg Tell design more, based on you, which row you are on. <laughs> you know what, AJ, you are not a pattern. I hate to tell you, you are an individual. Yeah. And so, and so sensory aspects are really important and do you know that by 2025 online fashion sales is supposed to be one trillion dollars now don't you think that's a use case for voice to like blow out everything yeah so you mentioned that the conversion rate is three percent and the return rate is like is very it's high <laughs> relative <laughs> so ever since okay i just want to say ever since emily it started it's been three percent Nothing's changed. You, that was going to be no, my question. Has it been stagnant or do you see it changing at all? Maybe in the last couple of years as voice assistants have gotten more prevalent. Voice assistants aren't, aren't touching this right now. I mean, I couldn't Yeah, go. So it's like multiplying a number by zero. So it doesn't matter if there's another hundred million out there. They're all right. failing equally. <laughs> so, you know what? Do you have Alexa, Emily? I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So maybe this weekend or something, you could say, hey, Alexa, I need a black dress. See what she comes up with. Yeah, I found this yeah, Alexa is privy to everything you bought, especially if people are prime on Amazon or mm -hmm. other stuff they buy outside that they bring in to know exactly who you are and what you've bought. Last time I asked Alexa for a dress, she brought said maternity pants. That's what oh, no. Hey, you'll be great. Maybe she knows something I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, Julia, you got a question? Yeah, I'm so kind of, you mentioned this problem 
of returns and mm -hmm. how prevalent it is. And I think, as you said, it's a problem with the physical world too, all the environmental impact of returns. And I'm curious, what about, well, I guess two questions. One is what is causing all these returns and two, how would voice assistance reduce that number? Okay, so number one, what's causing all this returns is that we have choice overload when it comes to digital shopping. Millions and millions of SKUs, those are individual products. So the SKU can be in 10 sizes, it can be in three colorways. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of millions of individual products. They all can't be sold. The, the second problem is, is why is it a problem? Because there's nothing for them to shop even online or through mobile that can filter product to them to bring them something that really matches what they're looking for. So people buy three or four of the same thing. Women do a lot of this in dresses or pants and they return it. But once something's returned, then it gets into that quagmire. You know, Amazon has a program now and has had for a while that they don't even take the return back. They just say, keep it, we'll credit you. Because there's yeah. it's too expensive. It's called reverse logistics. And it costs more to take a return and restock it, reshelve it, than, than it does uh, to sell it. So it's, it's, it's a real negative. But then there's just so much that's just, I mean, how people wear things maybe two or three or four times now, because it's so cheap, or even if it's not, it just, it, that's kind of the culture we've created in the last in 15 years. That's so voice would help it by, if we get intelligent voice, you can just say, give me that dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, that's my vision. That, that's where you're Does that wrong. answer it, Julia? Does that answer your yeah. question? Yeah, okay. definitely. And I guess also for your vision, so I know that an example you gave, you're saying like, oh, if you search green hoodie on Google, you get 9,000 versus Amazon 3,000. Do you envision? No, that the, was incognito 9,000 oh, on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. As mm -hmm. myself, Cynthia, I only got oh, 3,000 okay. for men. Sense. It was just men, no women, no kids, okay. just men. Got it. Same for Google. Same for Google, yeah. Okay. Um, Great, yeah. My, my follow-up question was just going to be, like, if this was something that you'd want to start targeting specific brands with, so, like, within, like, Nordstrom, you would have someone pick, uh, have the assistant pick a dress, or if it's, you'd rather have it more all across the internet. I and think it's, it's a tool. It's a tool that doesn't exist and it would be all across for, sh for shopping, beginning with apparel and shoes and jewelry. They're all, this, they're, they have the same sensibilities and how that they can Got be sensory profiled to. And then knowing what you've purchased, Julia, I can even tell by what, when I think about the technology and, and how our algorithms work, I can even tell a lot about you by just looking at you right now that would be picked up on what you're wearing to make recommendations to you that would be better than 3,000. Maybe it might be 10, <laughs> you know, because it would be, fit, yes. would be based on fit, look and feel, your subjective preferences. And it's subjective, so no one can say, well, I'm going to send her a loose dress. It, it has to be an intelligence that can go through all the mechanics to actually spit out the the result that would be best suited to you. Hmm, I agree. I That's interesting. That. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I mean, I feel like it's kind of an honor to be talking to somebody who worked for Nordstrom and so for so many years that actually did that, that, that converted brands, created brands. See, when I was younger, I started working at a radio station 
And so <laughs> the point was, it was in San Francisco Bay Area. Uh-huh. And the concept was that everything that came out of that station needed to be attracted, attractive to Latina females age 14 to 19. Oh, there period. you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Period. That, it didn't matter. It very, didn't matter. That's a very yeah. fine needle. But that's what it was. And so w- the people that worked there, such as myself and creating ad campaigns and using different styles of music, we always had to think in in general uh, for we had to do this sort of a, a job of saying, well, what would they think is interesting? Well, maybe we got to make an ad for a Cypress Hill concert. What should what mm-hmm. should we uh, create? And um, so that that idea that it should be from your perspective as a subject matter mm-hmm. expert yourself who has worked and spent decades learning how to think and bridge those gaps. And it didn't, it was like clothing agnostic. It was style agnostic. It was actually compensating for changes in fashion price points, all this other stuff. And to be able to be successful at that. Now g- looking at the technology, I can mm-hmm. completely see where you're coming from going I don't know exact. Maybe you, you're saying, mm-hmm. "Well, it could work with this," but you're saying that it can be done because we did it. Yeah, and we, yeah, I hear you. I can, yeah. Thanks, AJ. You're no, welcome. I mean, why would we not? We have all this intelligence in the world of people have done it in physical world. It translates to the digital world. That's as simple as that. But there's some it. barriers in the way, and it's not. They're just things that thinking has to change. It's like, you know, what. Right now, when people are shopping online or using a digital assistant or virtual assistant, there's no context. Right. So everything is invisible. What technology can do with what I've been describing is to make those things visible, make that individual person's sensory preferences visible, make that product sensory profile visible so that they can come together, which reduces returns, makes happy customers, no landfills, and it's it's way overdue. It's it's and you know, I've been working in this space now for quite a while and it is it is is really time. The advent of AI enabled technologies and a lot of you know we're going into data science is important, but we're being we're doing dashboards where people can actually manipulate data themselves to find out results that they want or mm-hmm. what there's to get insights. So we're, we're at that, that, that point. And I, I think there's a room now at the table for uh, all sorts of different people to be involved in technology. Absolutely. I agree. That bring so, their own expertise. So uh, Cynthia, I want to bring up your website here and uh, have you give us a little bit of rundown on the product that you have. Let me go ahead and whoop, bring it up. So here it is, mm-hmm. the female AI person uh, personalization platform, Prefi. 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 Preferences. Prefi. So your preferences, Prefi. and you start through your eyes. Your eyes. I knew I. You're attracted. I knew I was going to mess it up. That's okay. But your Prefi. eyes. It's to the, but then after your eyes, after you see something visually, then it comes down to sensory, other sensory aspects to make that product be something that you actually buy and keep. Absolutely. So you're so this is uh, like this is built. This is ready to rock and roll. Like you're mm-hmm. ready to. So w- w- oh, look at that. And it's just yeah. not a recommendation. That's a woman's. Yeah, That's how beautiful. wonderful. <laughs> it's, this isn't just recommendations. It goes along the supply chain. So if you know that you have uh, women who 
your customers like this certain thing, you're going to build product into that. So you won't have build as many SKUs. You'll have fewer. And, and so then we have less returns and less landfill. And so actually our, our for, for voice, Prefi is a platform from which voice can be taught or use our intelligence to be able to make a recommendation to an individual customer. Oh, that's you awesome. Take the, taking the individual customer's purchase history, which all retailers do now to many, many people, many, many service providers, but they don't know how to take that and create a sensory profile of the preferences of that sensory individual person. Profile. Yeah. And then we take in their product through, we have a live demo on Bloomingdales.com and it, we've done a number of, uh, on our own, taking in inventories, live product feeds and sensory profiling all the products. I mean, it's very lightweight. It's done through API calls and it's a back and forth. It's, it's simple. Huh. It, it really is. And we don't have to house any of this data because data, the, really good. the product feed is changing all the time because retailers bring in, you know, new sizing, new product. It's constantly changing by the minute. And That's so awesome. in real time, we're able to keep track of that inventory. And then when someone logs into, let's say she's going to, I don't want to keep using Alexa. Let's give Siri a chance. Well, no, it's Google. <laughs> Google Assistant. Google Assistant. You can be able to talk now to your computer. You know, uh, hey, I need a red dress. And so Google Assistant, we know what the inventory is on Google. And so we make a recommendation based on that individual person's sensory preferences. Because we've already sensory profiled every skew at the skew level in the Google database. And now we have the customer who maybe if she's only bought one thing on Google, we would still have a beginning. Just like when I look at Julia, I already have a beginning on what she likes. And you too, Emily, and you guys too. <laughs> Focus on you know, uh, you know, Cynthia, to be honest with you, I'm really not that difficult. You know what I do? I, I go ahead. I take my cell phone. Yeah. I take a, take an image of all of my shirts and then I run down to Target. I go straight to the guy section and I say, okay, I have a red t-shirt. Okay. So I don't buy the red one. I buy the blue one. <laughs> and then once I have the blue one, I put that on the checklist and I buy yeah, the green Nick, one. This API is not That's for it. you. No. It's well, definitely well, let's, not for let's talk about this because this is a big subject here. Okay. Men and women do shop differently. Oh yeah. I, I, they do. And, and men, it's about, it's a different construct. It's let's, let's, we have a need. Let's get it filled. Yep. Let's go shop. Women are more into discovery and time and thinking about other things. Hence, back to why you go to any major store. The women. If you if you if you see a guy uh, going to go look for like a, a tool set over at Home Depot, he's gonna <laughs> do that the same way. It, it's the same. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've literally watched it. And I've said these are these are they're gender agnostic. They're just they're just subject. It, women a lot of times are inspired to take the time to really indulge the process of, of exploring all their options in these fields and men just find their own versions of it, but they're both missing out. Cause you know, we got to share the experience, right? You, a you wanna build it. AJ, I got to tell you guys a funny story real quick. So my brother uh, kind of said the same thing, right? He said, I can't wait to the one day I have a, I have a boy and I could take him in the Home Depot and I could say, 
you pick out one company and that's your company for the rest of your life. You know, like Milwaukee or uh, picking a sports team. Yeah, it's like picking a sports team. Like, you know, the, the Milwaukee Power Tools right. or the DeWalt or the, you know, the Black and Decker. Like, you just get one choice, you know. So I thought uh, I, I thought that was kind of funny. But but no, you're right. I mean, it, it's a it's a difference. But um I, I wonder, can you could you do that? Could you like maybe mold the 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 underlying uh, stuff? Yeah, in order to like you know turn Home Depot on its on, yeah. You know, can you can on you a test work masculinize? And I don't know. Maybe. Well, you know, I, I, it, there's a saying called bo- boiling the ocean. I think if we could prove it for a trillion dollar industry, <laughs> that your voice start there, but because like when you want a hammer, you have to feel it, right? So there are applications, right? You, you, but anyway, I, I'm I'm hopeful that voice can be the the method that crosses this chasm. Um, yeah. We've been discussing. So all of the statistics are there, like the, proven that this will help. Um, so what I guess is the challenge to convince people of the value of it and to start implementing it? Well, I think you, here's the deal. We're in a, in a situation now where artificial intelligence is its a buzzword, but it's also imbued in a lot of different products now. So we have the, the, the decision makers in corporations and they maybe or may not be so involved in technology. This is aside from like Amazon or and then we have the next people, the next uh, group of people who are actually having to implement something. And so to cross this chasm, it's a different way of looking at the same thing. So it's, it's a, it becomes more of a collaborative of bringing in, it's just technology for technology's sake is not going to solve this problem because we've had you know 25 years to solve this problem. This has yep. never been solved, whether voice it's voice online or mobile. It's, it's not. So there's there's a time now that we can come together and bring other people to the table. And that's happening in a lot of different um, avenues that I'm involved in now seeing that that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's a mindset that it's, it's just a mindset. So can I give you an example? Yes. Um, yeah. gra- if you look at your great your grandfather's tattoos. He did have them, too. OK. The he was a sailor. That- the people that used to do tattoos back when your grandfather got tattoos were not the best artists doing tattoos because right. those people who are not, they, it took a while be, be, because there was just, it just didn't develop that way. So I, I think that's what I heard just there with your API. I think I can guess an answer, Nick, is that it's going to happen because eventually, as long as she keeps, you keep getting the word out there, all of the big makeup companies or, or anything that has to do with sensory, right? Sensory profile. It doesn't have to just be close, right? No. It's well, just the concept of a sensory profile as being specific to the user rather than AI, which essentially AI, it statistically accurately generalizes you into something. It doesn't mm-hmm. care about your individuality. It actually is just accurate at guessing But but the AI enabled enables a lot, multi, multi right. millions of not millions, but thousands of interaction processes at once. So yeah. because but we're, we're but they didn't, they're not using it the huh? way that you would you they're not using yeah. it yet the way that you would recommend them use it. Well, 
I just not even I couldn't even recommend it's it's, oh, okay. it's just they haven't touched it yet because okay, it's, okay. It, there's there's subject matter experts right now in healthcare, particularly women's healthcare, that are coming that are getting involved in building intelligent systems. You know, I won't get into all the healthcare things, but I think we need to this group here to evangelize. This is an opportunity to evangelize on something that I think with different disparate people, disparate people doing things that it's can change things. And I think it's already changing, but, uh, so would it involve something like, um, a friend of mine's wife ended up just being thoughtful one day and I went to visit them mm -hmm. and she said, Hey, you know what? Um, J uh, your friend really liked these pair of pants. She bought them from co They would look like jeans, but they were super stretchy and comfortable. They were like stretchy jeans. She's like, I bought you a pair. He, I bought you a pair. I love those jeans. So, so you're talking about, can I, can I tell my device, like, Alexa, I love the, uh, this brand jean. And then, then she would have the attached sensory profile and would know, oh, that's spongy. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. And then next time I go, Alexa, I need to find a pair of jeans like my favorites. She should be able to do that. Yeah. She that's should. essentially, okay, what you're saying. But, but you know what? Here's the deal. ROI. All these people are in business to make money, right? Why yeah. are they not making money? I mean, if, even if they That's don't the real question. understand what's so bad about making a lot of money and not having all these returns and better conversion rates, you know, something. Well, I have I have up in my studio. I have a hundred and eighteen samples of fabric, and not precisely. Well, yeah, it's like 118 <laughs> samples of fabric because I'm going to be a precise kind of guy. I'm printing my art on fabric. I'm going to be printing my art on fabric because I want to create some new types of art with it. But uh -huh. I have never once seen any of the names on those prints on any clothing. So that trade name, that secret trade name is not something that actually anybody or the store owners, even the four or five store owners that have their own clothing lines, they don't even know how to talk about it. But each one has a certain feel. If you put it on your cheek, put it on the back of your hand, if you put it on your fingertips, they all feel different. So that's why I was curious is like when you're saying sensory profile, that could either be like an abstract AI based thing, or you're saying, no, a sensory profile is a, a way to like connect properties of clothing like their fit, the way they feel. Like, are you literally sense? Feel, yeah. Okay. The shape, the fit, all of those things. And you well, have to be in apparel for a long time. Nick, you ever well, wear a pair of guest jeans from 1998? Yeah, I'm sure, sure I did. Sometimes. Okay. So, are you kidding? No, yeah, no. I think Nick, <laughs> guest jeans. And correct me if I'm wrong, but guest jeans made you look like you were more muscular. Than you because were they would work. shape denim is an animal of its own of how it's shaped and fit in the patterns right. are cut and all that to lift your behind or whatever. So, uh, but that's aspect. what you did, isn't it? So somebody would be a new designer, right? They'd get they'd get accepted to be in Nordstrom, and then you would c consult with them on how to make their clothing more attractive to people, isn't that right? So that they would get the sales up. Yeah. That see, that's what I'm saying. That's the expert. Okay, so matter. how we got to do this with voice, right? I yes. Mean, how do we do it with voice? The pioneers that will do this, that can cross this, which I'm working on. And Absolutely. Bringing more people into it. To, and you know, I've even thought about let's just do it open source, so we can get over this thing, you know, yeah. and get and and start developing things that take us to the next step and really break open voice because it's there. It's uh -huh. there. Yeah. Mechanics are there. Look, Every we've interviewed a lot of people, and I can honestly say that 
she could literally be the breaking point for making voice work. It literally could come down to when you can get voice to the point where you're confident making a clothing purchase via voice, then it is acceptable it's technology. On. Yeah, right? right. <laughs> so that's possible. AJ, you are smart. <laughs> I like the way he you is. Think. I, he's, a mo- he's a modern day renaissance man. You ask him anything <laughs> yes, about you know, anything. You know he'll, he'll know Maybe it. it's just us. Let's do it. Let's, let's evangelize. <laughs> let's, you know, it's time. I'm telling you. It's so I loved what you said about fuzzy logic. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So fuzzy logic based uh, comparatively to AI, what's your view of fuzzy logic? Fuzzy logic is is how people think it takes into cognition because it's not it's not if then yes, no, it's not decision tree. It's not random force. It's not any of those things. There's a gray area. So the intelligence platform that's built has to have a fuzzy fuzzy logic component on the intelligence platform because individuals are coming in. So it can't group people into segments or groups. It's an individualized individual product, individual person. That's how people buy clothes, buy them, keep them and love them and wear them and not yep. return them. Are you and guys so familiar with fuzzy logic, the term? Yeah, since the 50s. Yeah, I've done oh, some Emily, yeah. Julia, Nick. <laughs> oh, so you I've, I've read I've a couple books it. on it. And it, it was like the, it was kind of like what AI is. It was a buzz term in when people started thinking about salt making decisions instead of just thinking about things in black and white, they would, it was essentially fuzzy logic is essentially the precursor to quantum computing. But it was also, it has this bad thing of called expert systems. Well, expert systems today are actually subject matter experts that can leverage that intelligence they have into AI enabled. I would platforms. agree with that. I would agree. That's the difference. And <laughs> So what happened, you know, in the 50s and 60s when they started, when those that was how technology started, you know, doing different programs. But then, like, then and again, I am not a technologist, but I am right. but not, you know, but then it's kind of morphed into now we just, everything's like a pattern. And when I look at all these patterns and all the formulas and look at all these documents, that people have in, in you know in studies that are listed in scientific journals and all of that. Right. That's great for some things. I mean, building a rocket ship, go to Mars. But when it comes to things that humans want to wear on their body or live in, then it's completely different. It's completely different. See, so I'm gonna summarize it. So Okay, Nick, yeah. You, no, Nick, you go. You go. No, I was going to say that we're coming up on uh, 50 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> yeah. this absolutely flew by. And I want to just come out and say that the passion that you have for this is amazing, Cynthia. Oh. So with that Thank being, you for coming on the show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. My so pleasure, our, you guys. That so was with, our vision. That was Nick's vision is that he's like, I'm going to find people that I, you know, I'm going to bring the, I'm going to bring the voice. I mean, I'm not going to follow patterns. I'm going to go look for all the different ways that voice yep. is going to be useful. That's yep. so great. He doesn't right? disappoint. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. So with that being said, I do want to go ahead and do final questions. We'll start with mm-hmm. Julia. Final question. Final question. Uh, Cynthia, you mentioned that this whole experience has a lot of different sensory or senses involved. So, I know we've talked about voice mainly, but do you see this being combined with AR or VR to maybe help people who aren't familiar with voice as the channel get more involved in something like this? 
It could be possible. Yeah. And, you know, and that comes up a lot too. I, right now, my focus for me personally, I think there's lots of other use cases, but this is a huge use case that I really want to solve. And that is breaking open human sensory preference and being able to use AI enabled technologies and intelligence to solve what has not been solved in 20, 25 years and beginning with apparel because it is, it is a huge, it's the, again, the most intimate thing we can do is wear something and it's a trillion dollars, the ROI, the lot, the reverse logistics, the environmental costs, all of this Amazon delivering things in neighborhoods and returning and, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. I get off. It's on fixable. It. <laughs> she's saying, she's saying, let's do something yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question, Julia. I think it could, I'm, I'm not my site, AR and VR, you know, to me right now, those are things that would be like add-ons right now. It's like, what's the most seamless way to get what I want as a consumer? And what's the most seamless way a retailer can give their consumer what they want? And, and oh, okay. So, Amazon, basically your request to Amazon is that Amazon add the specifics of uh, your sensory profile to their types inside the Alexa. Well, they just have to, they have to use our platform, you know, API calls. Oh. I'm sure Amazon will be calling me tomorrow. <laughs> no, they can't. They might. See, on their end, on their end no, what they I, do is they make a type. There's something called like an Amazon.city, Amazon.movie, and that means that they've set aside NLU to take the utterances and then convert them into data points. And then the skill producers can take those data points and then send them to your API. But see, the thing with the utterances, you know, someone is making a decision what that utterance means. And they well, you might have to, they might have things. to consult with you. <laughs> no, I, you can say, you know, it's, you, you say, I want a red dress. Okay. So I guess that's an utterance, but a real utterance is when they're trying to do somatics and, and, and all that. It's really like, it's, yeah, but if somebody says, someone deciding feel, what's right and what's wrong or what that means. So, well, yeah. this is a good case where AI would come in. If somebody says, I want something silky, then, and, and you find out and you do like check 10,000 people, you give them this fabric a and many people call that silky you might not call it silky but their ai could help to con convert the words to the experience well no, well no we'd actually look at what they purchased before even if it's one thing because that tells a great deal about what they're because words are subjective oh, that makes sense like your silky could not could be my course well i'm an audio engineer so when people would describe sounds as being purple <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Oh, no, no, this great. is great. <laughs> um, so, uh, Emily, final question. Uh, what are your next steps, I guess, for PrefI? And to break it open, I to bring to get, uh, you know, I, the first retailer or someone who can cross that chasm who has it, but it has to be a big retailer because yeah. the, the technology is built is to consume in real time, a lot of data because we just break it down and it's lightweight. So the, the power of PrefI is millions of SKUs. And mm -hmm. I've, I've done testing on Amazon. I've done uh, Nordstrom, a number of retailers and we can consume it. We just need to get past this. There's, the thinking that this is not possible and um that's true evangelism right there yep and yes. you know if i look different maybe 
or so on and so forth over the years, you know, it might be different. You see what I'm saying? There's, you know, without saying it. it so evangelize. I'm here. Yep. And we should all work together, not just on this, but voice. Voice needs to happen. It's like so insanely crazy, ready. <laughs> so that brings me. <laughs> all right. That brings me to two questions. I have two questions. First mm -hmm. one is voicecon.live. Mm -hmm. You should try to, uh, I don't know if you have, but you should try Join to us. submit. Yeah. Submit your name to speak. Okay. I um, haven't done that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Vo uh, Voicecon.live. Um, mm -hmm. They're looking for speakers. And I mean, from what you've described over the past hour, it would fit in perfect with what's going to oh, be going on on Clubhouse there. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. And maybe you guys can come with me. We'll be there. We'll be yeah. there. I'm hoping to be there. <laughs> Um, so in my other question is, have you subscribed to Voice Spark Alexa and more on YouTube? Excuse me, I didn't hear what? what? Have you subscribed to Voice Spark on YouTube? Yes, yes, I have. I've been looking at your other awesome. Voice Spark in preparation for this event. Awesome. Thank you, Cynthia. Yes, yes, I have. It's the small things in life for me. No, I, I've already, yeah, you send me emails now. I know. Oh, God. We spam your inbox. I'm sorry. No, no, I love them. I get like a look, you know. I mean, I really, I, I just think we're like, you know, it's like we're going to cross the Oregon Trail. Right, mm -hmm. Nick? <laughs> That's right. Like, I'm coming. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So what we'll do now is we will bounce you out real quick. Um, okay. If you can, stay back behind uh, Stay back okay. behind stage. We're going to okay. say a couple nice things about you and then close out the show. Okay, you guys. Thanks so much. This has been great. You're Thank all you. great. Thank you. This is great. That was pretty cool, huh? Wow, yeah. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I mean... You know, take, that's what it's all about, right? It yeah. doesn't matter if it's you're talking about um, barbecue and hamburgers or picking out clothes. Whenever you talk to somebody who has a passion for something, and and you know they, that that passion comes out and you can see it, that's that's cool. That's good conversation. Yeah, but not not only that, but her idea about the fuzzy logic is important because if you want to think about. I, wrote I just a, kept, I just I, kept wait, thinking wait, wait. fuzzy navel. I'm wait, sorry. Wait. I wrote an time. I wrote an algorithm to try to simulate uh, to teach a computer how to get what an inside joke would be. So oh, you man. can't use you wow. can't use AI to simulate an inside joke. You have to use fuzzy logic. So this is the first time in a long time that I've heard anybody bring up that term. Mm -hmm. And I think she's spot on. I think she's actually completely right. And I think the fact that we all haven't heard that is a sign. Hell yeah. And she's on to something. It's really cool. I agree. Plus, she made probably made decisions for me when I was in high school buying t-shirts or clothes or whatever from <laughs> Nordstrom's. That's so cool. So, uh, so cool. does anybody else have anything before we close it out? I'll just thank you, everybody, for tuning yeah. in. Yeah. Thank you, Nick, for inviting her to be on the show. Yeah. Very and awesome. we and do. Ben. Yep. What's up, Ben? Ben's we'll out there somewhere. Yeah. And we do have a sponsor for June. Lotus. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's a car. I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. So with that being said, as always, have a great night, everybody. And let me get to the outro real quick. And I'll voice you later. We'll voice you later. Mm -hmm.